You are now listening to the Woke From Home podcast. Woke From Home can be found on all streaming platforms, so please rate, review, share, and subscribe. Also find us on Twitter at Woke From Home or on IG at Woke From underscore home. Now sit back and let's start the pod. I don't actually we're know. Doing. I don't uh, know the the Mississippi case enough. I, well, yeah, I don't case. know either. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll stay. We, I mean, I think we could talk about uh, we could talk about abortion in general, like kind of the, yeah, the assault, because, the assault yeah. that's happening. Yeah, and also, I mean, that decision is going to get handed down in the summertime, so we'll potentially have an episode when that's the true. actual that's true decision yeah. comes. So we don't actually have to touch it today if we don't know enough about it to touch on it. I mean, I do. What we can, we talk, can, what we we can, can talk generally, about. though, because think about it, you got Texas with the bullshit that we got going on. Yeah, I don't even know what it's the status if that rule is still holding. It's or still it's, holding. Oh yeah, well, it's after what six weeks? Six weeks they deem it as well. You can start to you can uh, turn somebody in. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, and you get ten ten ten, ten, ten racks, ten, which is so crazy because it ain't gotta have nothing to that baby ain't gotta have nothing. Hey, to I'm about to turn you, you in. I'm not getting an abortion. (laughs) I am I am pro um, choice, but I have there is no need for me to get an abortion. (laughs) What 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 does that mean? Meaning that I don't have a reason that I can't or don't want to. Hey, we could use this. So take care of a child. Okay. I have okay. money. I have hmm. community and support. I just feel like all of those things are are not good enough reasons to I bring have, a, a child into the world. And I have a desire. And I have a desire. Yeah, okay. to have I feel kids. like I feel like you, that. You have a desire. What about the other person? It don't matter. I mean, that's a that's you a see? touchy subject. <laughs> it's a touchy hey, subject. We don't have no rights. <laughs> <laughs> it's a touchy subject. I mean, we. I've had this debate with you know my significant other. Mm-hmm. Um. Who, Man, it's who, tough. Yeah. I think you do have. To, I think as a as a as a woman, I think you should consider what your partner wants to do. You should you need to? Yeah, you should consider what your partner. It should be hopefully a decision. That uh, what you yeah. need, need to? It yes. should be semantics. Yes. It should be a conversation that hopefully you can come to a consensus about what you want to do as a couple. Okay. Okay. So if you're a couple, if you're a couple, if. But if you're not a couple, I mean, I at the end of the day, the woman is gonna it's her body. Okay, so, so what changes when it's a couple? It, nothing changes. Like when the penis a, still inserted, like it still takes two to create. I mean, it takes two to create and ideally it should take two people to make a decision, but I mean, people just fall so far on the spectrum as far as what they feel that's about wild. abortion. I, that whole yeah, that's wild. Because uh, if you I don't if you want to if you want to abort it and the girl wants to keep it and she has like a moral Obligation to not keeping or for keeping it, she's the one that as I mean took two I, people to make, but she's carrying the shit in her yeah, body. Yeah, it's always it's, but so that's, that's, that's a psychological toll of again, but something that, she that, doesn't feel comfortable with. That's why my point it still remains. And I would, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I have a voice, but I don't have. I personally, as the man in the situation, don't have a choice whether it's my wife, whether it's my girlfriend, or some, somebody that I just slipped up in. Yeah, like and I, that's I, wouldn't, why, I wouldn't even feel. I wouldn't even feel right. Opining if but, I wanted an but, abortion and but the girl I did not. I think that's the reason why I think men should be more. I think women, everybody should protect themselves. I think women should take control of their reproductive health and do what's best for them. But I also think, you know, men should be a lot more cautious about. Who, who they coming in? I mean, it's not by force, my guys. No, if not. you're listening, it's, it's not, not by force. It's not, it's not by force. Please, 
and it's always it's not. <laughs> and it's like it's in your control. It's in fully a, 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 in your control. As the actor, yeah, as as things is going it's down, not like at some point you could be like, you know what? Could this be the woman of my the, the, right. the mother of my children for uh, forever you know, ever? And it's like people ever, lay down ever. with people they know they don't want nothing. I know plenty of dudes that have had sex with women that they hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. they don't like them. Like yeah. they hate and, but, them. And I think women don't understand. Like God, we as guys are programmed. Like if we want to fuck somebody, we can do that and don't have to like them. Yeah, you just have like, to like. I mean, not even like, like they, the attributes. It's like not even like oh, I can tolerate this girl. No, they. I have. I know some people that have sex with women. They. Hate. I, I mean, I don't know anybody they in, in my hate. circle that hate that, somebody that, that's smashing. Yeah, that's, that's but, a but tough they one. hate. So it's just like, but they're like, oh, I, don't, I can't stand her. She gets on my nerves. She's the last one on I earth mean, I'd be with. But at the, she, I, I hate everything about her. But, but that pussy's good, and I and I like what she does in the bedroom. And I'm just like, bro. And you are doing it just without any jackets. <laughs> and just, just every day. Just, come on. Just, just, just leaving the apartment. Hate, yeah. your, and, hate and yourself. And then you'll be attached to her for the he rest like, of your life. He's like that dog looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> every, every day, bro. It's like, like, and then you'll be attached to this person for the rest of your life by way of a child that if, you know, the child is brought into this world... Is innocent and doesn't deserve to be punished for the fact that you decided uh, yeah. to just be and be anyhow releasing your. your this seat. is this is why I feel like abortion should be on the table till death do us part. Like, <laughs> there's there's too much divorce. There's too much uncertainty. Right, that if someone feels uneasy about bringing life into this world with a person. If that be your wife or whatever, voice it. You know what I mean? I think it's a definite conversation because I actually watched this show called Scenes from a from a Marriage. It was on HBO. And, oh, and think- in the and in the show, they're a married couple. And the reason why part of the reason why they start to have this huge falling out is because the husband, you know, like a lot of couples do before they get married or early in their marriage, they had a conversation about how many kids they would have, the timeline of having said kids and whatnot. Right, right. And you have a woman who's, she has a, her first child, but she's not really suited to motherhood. Like, it doesn't fit her well. She struggles with it. Mm. She struggled with intense depression, postpartum depression, mm-hmm. and everything. She's finally starting to feel like herself, and then she gets pregnant. Damn. Child. And the husband's like, yay, finally, like, the second kid I was promised. And, and, he, she's, and she's like, like I hate this baby. I don't want, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I do not want to have this baby. And they have a conversation about it. And the husband being like that, he understands, like, how bad it was for her. And also the fact that, like, it's her body and she has to do the heavy 100%, lifting. 100%. 100%. He's like, she's like, I want to have an abortion. And then he's like, you know, I want to keep it, but I understand. And then she's like, well, so they're going back and forth about it and they're talking about it. But it was just like, for me, a point of no return because he's also not religious, but he was raised, you know, in a Jewish uh, household. Orthodox Jew. So, so he still has some, like, Feelings about getting an abortion. He's not getting an abortion. No, I mean, uh, but I mean, it's his baby. Whether I mean, she's getting an abortion, but that's his baby. It's his. It's part of him. It's half of him. It's, it's half not. Of her. Pa- it's not part of him. It is part of him. It's genetically, a, it's a part of it. Like it's yeah, a genetically space part. Genetically, it's part of him. It's it's part of him from my perspective. I, I think English matters here. Like the baby is a part of her. Like it is literally I get it a, it's a, a it's, it's a physical of, uh, part of yeah her. he has he it's has already his, detached what his yes, contribution it's is. his it's his 
It is the physical manifestation, though, of part of, half of his genetics. Okay, yes. Which I'm... is which is fair. That's fine. But you know, so even though he de- he <laughs> he defers to her decision. Yeah. And they get an abortion. She is not necessarily happy about getting an abortion. But she's relieved. But she's relieved (laughs) that she got one. But it begins to splinter their relationship because how do you come back from... How do you come back from that? I Shit, think, we coming back next week. What are we doing? <laughs> you're saying that, but you, I mean, imagine if you actually, I mean, you as a person are very indifferent to children to begin with. Is so he? I think, I mean, <laughs> we'll get to that. But <laughs> you've been somewhat indifferent to having right, children. Very. It's it's very much like one of those things of like, if, if she really wants to, I might give her one of them hoes and that's it. But this is someone who, he was a stay at home dad. You know, yeah. he was taking care of the kids yeah. or the child. He was the one that was suited to parent, more suited to parenting. Like it was oh. very much something that he saw as like a life vision and life goal is to like raise his kids and like be with his kids and stuff. So okay, that's a little different. Than even it. though it's they not. weren't, planning. he could still go. He could go no. grab a child that doesn't come out of her body. No, true. But I mean, I'm true. saying it's different in terms of like if she would have led with that, then I would have been a little more okay. Now I so see he, why I mean, he's so. Yeah, he wants it ultimately. Yeah. He deferred to her decision, yes, he, but at the same time, correctly. it's very, it, w- it was very hard for them, and I could see how it would be very hard for any couple to come back from a decision like that because most women who have abortions aren't just like hell yeah, got rid of that shit. Like that's not that's not the the sentiment. Uh, double, no, no, double homicide. No, the girl who got the abortion didn't say double homicide. That was somebody else. But I mean, if you look at the like psychology around it, a lot of people don't necessarily feel they might feel really. It's a complicated thing, right? To be, yeah. to be right. Fair. It's right, not just like right. oh yeah, girl, I'm I'm happy that it's gone. You know, a lot yeah. of people still feel some residual kind of like emotional attachment right, to that right, child that was right. growing inside yeah. of them. So it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. Um, that's true. So, I, I feel like everybody that I know that's ever told me they've had an abortion speaks about it like it was a... Yeah, it's an emotional thing. Like yeah, thing it especially because your body changes a lot in a short amount of time yeah, yeah. to prepare for this yeah. child growing inside of you. So, I mean, I think it's tough, man. Abortion's a tough one. Whether you're with the person or not, I think it's tough. Yeah, I'm about to rethink my. I, I, I mean, fair. In my 37 years, I've never had any type of slip up or. Uh, I mean, so. And I can't good realize. for you. I know. And you need to teach your bros. <laughs> what does he have to do? Have to like do a sex education yeah. class? No, but really, I just I don't understand as much as men, especially on the internet, on Twitter and whatnot, gripe about child support and how it's not fair and not having a, vo- a voice and whether or not the child is born. Why are you? So flippant about, sorry, it's a hot button issue for me. It's a soapbox because I don't understand the concept of coming inside somebody and you fully don't want no kids. Yeah, I mean, I understand. You don't want children. You don't want to have babies. Not just with this girl. It could be with anybody. You're not in a position where you want to have kids. Yeah. And you're playing Russian roulette and then mad that like, well, I don't want to be a father. Why are you doing I, things? I can't. Do? I can't speak for that side because I'm always fully aware of what's going on. So you, you're taking calendars and whatnot. You know, no, ob- no, ovulation no, dates. No, no, oh, okay. I'm talking about for myself. <laughs> okay, like, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Even without knowing that stuff, like you know that don't 
is 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 is, is about to. <laughs> you know. Will you will you stay or will you go? Yeah, and some, and some men, some of y'all, it's not your fault because some of y'all have a condition called premature ejaculation. Here we go. And sir, if you the have expert. that, if you have that, I'm not the expert, but I'm saying. Are you not? You know what I mean? Some people, some men have that condition. But hold on, but it doesn't, but it doesn't like surprise them. They still get like a warning on the runway. <laughs> they do. Okay, I thought I was trying to, I was trying to make a case for y'all, but it looks like if you. It's like, that, it's fully your fault. Bro, so. the, the pilot would get on and be like, ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better put like your seatbelt you, on. If you don't want to seem like, oh, you're not a man because everything is happening very fast, next thing you know, it's, please, it's better to not be a man and find a new girl than to be having a baby that you don't want. I mean, yeah, it's this, it, it, is, it, is, it is a tough topic. It's tough. You know, uh, we haven't even. Home. We haven't even. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? I welcome we back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, it's uh, woke from home. We back. We coming back with another season. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Are y'all well rested? <laughs> you better be. This is Eugene. You know, you can find me on Twitter at so many hue. Woke from home. You can find us on Twitter also at woke from underscore home. Our boy Seba to you know get a little more active on there. But <laughs> now for the other two hosts, what's going on? Hey y'all, Toyn back here again. New season, new year, new me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot has changed for you, girl. So you might be hearing me talk a little different this season, <laughs> but I'm still me. You know. <laughs> Toyin 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Siba uh, at Siba Chuma on, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, cash app, everything is the same. Donations, donations. <laughs> we need a walk from home cash app. Since y'all talking about it. Seriously. Um, y'all talking about it. We talking about it. Yeah, man. It's been it's been a year. A lot has happened, and yet uh, everything feels the same. Like That's kind of true. Yeah. 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 So well, the last time we were here, what we were. Uh, we're counting down the election, no? Yeah. Uh, the person that we voted for got in and... Uh, and we didn't high five or nothing. Yeah. It was just like, uh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. here and we are. Yeah. yeah, here we are. A year later and feels like about the same as before he got into office. All right. I'm about to say something controversial. Oh, go ahead. All right. And, and y'all, you know, let, 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 me, let, me, let, me walk, let me walk before I run on this. All right. Go ahead. In a weird way. Oh, God. I miss... Trump, like it's not weird. I'm like, but not, what, not like, not what like. What do you miss about? Okay, all right. The main thing is that you know you can always point to the boogeyman and the problem and the reason why shit was shit, right? Mm -hmm. You could always be like, because we have a clown for a president, right? You always had like somebody that you could a hangman. Yeah, you could and everything. Why we just, we just blame Trump for everything and then. Like COVID, the COVID response, just everything. The like the economy, yeah, bro. We shit whole countries. I mean, like we could just anything that was happening, we could blame Trump. <clears throat> and now he's not in our lives anymore. Okay. And now who do we blame? Right. And it it, it, ma it makes the situation a lot more uh, uh, disheartening when the, the the clown is no longer in office, but shit is still the same. You know what I mean? Stuff is still trash. Yeah. So, that's what I mean. I just feel like, you know, perusing the interwebs to uh -huh. understand. Because I, I felt a similar way. And also, I just felt like 
you know, Biden has a weak administration. What is he really doing? Like, mm. what is the meaningful changes? Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But then when I was actually reading, I was like, okay, he actually has done a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. The problem is Afghanistan. Uh -huh. That mm -hmm. was a tough one. It was a tough His one. His approval rating was so, was really good. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then that happened and people were like, we never should have pulled out that way. This was horrible. But you do realize Trump like, was the one that... Yeah, every, get they were going to do it. Yeah. Trump had already said, even at an earlier date, yeah. he was like, by May, we were going to be out of there. Yeah. And then He's, Biden now came and said September, right? right? Yeah. So it was going to happen. It had to happen. It was always going to be nasty right. because the Taliban was always going to take over, right. yeah. anyway, retake power. That was always going to happen. <laughs> Nation building does useless. not work if you plan to ever leave. Right. They're not going to keep them on as a colony for in, per, in perpetuity. Right. Like, nation building doesn't really work. So... Um, yeah, I just think that unfortunately it just landed on his lap and people were upset about that. Mm -hmm. And then he was very vigorous with the COVID policy, mm -hmm. which at the beginning, all of the, you know, produce the production of vaccines and how he ramped that up. That was really good. But, but then, you know, subsequent legislation, everything like that. Mm. People Think. didn't like yeah. the yeah. idea of mandates. People didn't like. Right, yeah. And so that's another thing. Even people that are, you know, liberals, I would say maybe more progressive folks, didn't like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like the good things that he did at the beginning are kind of outshadowed by, you know, because he did pass a lot of stimulus programs, a lot of programming for, which... Did he? I don't. He, yeah, I he don't. did. He did actually. Okay. He did, and and then also. <laughs> okay. A couple, can we talk about that? Because <laughs> I don't. Which one? Which stimulus? He did the fourteen hundred dollars that people did. People not get that. People did I, get that. Okay. Yeah, that was that a wasn't Biden like thing. that wasn't Biden. Yeah, it was. It was mm. Biden. Was it? Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's the one it where was at the beginning it was Trump had already promised people six hundred. And that's when Biden said, oh, yeah, and, 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 and Kamala said it's going to be two thousand. Yeah, but yeah. then they and found the median. Yeah, they said, okay. or, or, or maybe maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was fourteen hundred. Then they put six hundred on top of it. But, I don't know the exact. exact yeah, they but first first they something. said two thousand. You're right, and then they were like, oh well, I can't. You do already that. got the six hundred yeah. from Trump. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So yeah, so get, he did. You, do, you, he did something you, at the beginning. He did a couple things. Okay. Um, you know the wall. He ceased the. Building the wall, <laughs> he he stopped the building of the wall. Boy, okay. the, the <laughs> that's a waste of money. It is because it's not going to work. So what about, I mean, what about the infrastructure uh, bill that he got passed? I mean, it's a huge bill. It's ginormous. It is. I mean, that's what she said. But yeah, uh, <laughs> people are complaining about the you know the debt ceiling that. My question is, why are we always complaining about the? Debt I don't know. Like, it it's not like not it's actually it's actually very useless. Is it not fake? It is fake because, because we're always going to print more money. <laughs> and actually, the thing that makes the debt ceiling so much even worse is that it's like you're pay you're paying for the 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 bills that you've incurred, right? Yeah. So you have to authorize to raise the debt ceiling, yeah. The, yeah, the debt limit, so that you can pay for stuff that you already well, owe. This is not even for new money. Every administration they complain about debt. Ceiling. They do, and then and they, they raise it. And then, then they then you they have they to break the record it. from the last. Bro, the, the right. economy would collapse instantly if they if they didn't raise that because yeah. the United States government is the biggest spender in the world. I, I don't know why that's a conversation year after. I mean, it, term after bruh, term. This is every administration they talk about that. Every administration they're like, we can't do that. We can't raise the debt. It's irresponsible. 
about you guys have yeah, yeah. everybody but they always switch Just sides like it's, it's always the, it's always red talking about complaining about it and then when blue gets in and then no yeah. when, and then when red's in blue's complaining about it and then yeah it just is that's why i just ignore it that just, but you know i just think he had some key things that just like okay and then even you know when people are talking about uh you know inflation and everything like that and attributing it to him as if he like, just has a blank check. Yeah, it's like it didn't start it's with him. It's not his fault. Like, it's the pand- I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic. People couldn't buy, people couldn't sell goods. There was like all yeah. the, so you it's got like the supply na- chain yes. issue that we're still dealing with. Supply chain issue still crazy. All my packages taken. I mean, I ordered a Kindle. It was supposed to be here two days. Bro, you're ordering still- Kindles? <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were discounted. <laughs> First of all, they are still making Kindles every year or every other year and you can say whatever you want. I'm an avid reader and I'm tired of collecting books. So why don't you just get the Kindle for your iPad and just keep I it don't up? have an iPad. Well, I do have an iPad that I don't use. You're a, aren't you an Apple like Savannah I said or whatever? I have I have an iPad. I just don't really use it. Okay. okay. So because there's a Kindle app it's, on it's there. It's a big but... one. It's too big. That's a problem with the iPad that I have. It's like one of the third generation, fourth generation. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty big. Okay. okay. All right. So you don't think Biden's really done anything, correct? Well, so here's the thing, right? Like I always I always Not understand that people care about. I, I I think I understand uh, how difficult, not that I've ever been president, but presidencies seem hard, right? Like, and you need cooperation from the mm. branches and all this and that, right? So uh, I think uh, Biden was going to always have a, a tough task, right? Um, there was a limit to how much support he was going to have. He was never going to be liberal enough for the the liberals. Mm. And he's too uh, too liberal for kind of the, the middle the moderates or whatever, right? So he was always going to have a tough task. My thing, though, is that I have always had this problem with Democrat presidents, right? Like they don't, they always want to to work with people. They want things to be bipartisan. <laughs> yeah, they're not ruthless. They want, yeah, and it's yeah. like, you know, that, that makes, that makes uh, getting wins very difficult, right? Like even the infrastructure bill took all summer. Yeah, and and the fall to even get enacted, and Democrat, right? Democrats have the Senate, right? They yeah, have, yeah. Well, well, they have it with the tiebreaker with Kamala, but yeah, the problem that's is to, that's about to be over with. Yeah, it's about yeah. to be done, and 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 you have to get all your wins now. Like yeah. the Obamacare situation was the same problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Obamacare kept sla- he kept slashing, slashing, slashing the legislation. That they were gonna hate anyways, mm-hmm. right? So just, just pass what you pass want. what you want. <laughs> do what you you want to do. The fucking maternity leave, pass it. You know what I mean? I Make them say no to that. Make them the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the reason why I think these folks are looking for support or you know, you know, bipartisan support of things is because they they don't want a situation where, especially if something can we take like Obamacare. I think that he genuinely cared about healthcare accessibility for like Amer- for all Americans, right? Yeah. But I think they didn't want a situation where they pass something and then the next administration comes in and they immediately just like remove gut, gut the entire thing and just like remove everything. Remove where this thing, Johnny. Where I mean, if they work with where maybe that if they work with people and pass something that everybody can live with, even though they may not like it, that then other you know, administrations are less likely to just take an axe to everything that they've built. M- Mitch McConnell said that that was never going to be the case, right? Like the the Republicans have always said, we're not helping the the Democrat president. He's yeah. just not going to get any support from yeah. us. Yeah. So even legislation that we like, 
we're not going to give them well, wins. And I think that's why uh, after that infrastructure bill was passed, they were calling the people that the Republicans that voted for it. They're calling. They're just trying to like, get them out of all the committees. Right. We need to get them out of here because that was our that was their stance before. Before Biden even was gonna even run, they're like, "Hey, we're not supporting nothing we're that's not coming helping. on the other side." And now, and if you know that that's your opposition, then f- just fuck them. Just yeah. do what you want. Yes. You now. only got four years, bro. Not like, even four. You got you got a two. Year yeah, you two. got a year. Yeah, yeah, now you got a year left. Yeah. And it's like, do bro, pass the gun gun bill. Pass pass all the things that they're gonna complain about you. Yeah, that's true. They're gonna take our guns away. Okay, take them. Yeah, <laughs> take them. We just had another school shooting. Bro, that's a wild story. Hey, you know, <laughs> hey, did you see that? So, did you see the picture that they posted of the of the kid? Yeah, like the kid a boy was scout like a t- with a kid, kid was, in church church like, shirt. The, the the kid was what fifteen when he killed. They yeah. showed a picture when he was like nine, ten years old. Well, they look at him making look innocent. But they, yeah, but they, that's the narrative. I mean, that's right. tale as old as time. It's not changing anytime. Well, hold, I will say they, they, the the media switched it up pretty quick once they found out that the parents were wild ding on this. Like the the parents were big Tom- Trump supporters, sent the letter in, telling them telling them we need to stop illegal immigration and all this and that. That they go to the border and and help. <laughs> Jesus, sheesh. They bought the gun. They left it unlocked in their in their in, in their bedroom. They were they, they were radicalized at the school. their son. Yes, they radicalized their son. They were at school that same day earlier that morning. The parents with the kid, talking to the administration. Because the administration was like, yo, man, your kid is a little wonky. And they're like, no, he's fine. Insisted that he stay at school. That day. That same day. Yeah. And now they're on the run. Oh, they uh, the, had to know. Uh, they did say that the, they didn't want nobody, they didn't want the kid to talk, and the parents said, don't talk. So I didn't know the parents were on the run either. They're on the run, man. Child. That makes sense. Yeah. They radicalized their son. So, I mean, this is what? This is Ameri- whole, This is terrorism. <laughs> Terrorism. Bro, this is America. Terrorism, <laughs> bro. Terrorism. If only we can unleash these to the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing. Like. Yeah. All right. So, wow. what about like you know how you always hear this? Uh, people always calling about the vice presidents and why they don't do anything. Why are we hearing? Why are people complaining about? Oh, Kamala. Kamala's not doing anything. Vice presidents don't really do nothing unless you're like Bush caliber where you need your vice president just to call the shots and you're just a figure. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on just what, how much uh, capital or currency the president lends to the vice president to get stuff done or to do stuff. Right. So, I mean, it seems like there may be Joe. We did it, Joe. It don't seem like they doing nah, nothing together no more. Nah, because they look like he just like, hey, let me just get you to, you know, pander to your Yeah, your folks, and I think for votes. her specifically, it's difficult because even though we should know by now the vice presidents don't really move the needle forward in, in, in meaningful ways. She is the first black. She's the first black woman. She's mm-hmm. the first Asian American woman. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. carrying both of those first on her head. Yeah, and so so heavy she can't move, can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, she's carrying those on her it head. Don't, so it people, don't move. <laughs> there are people because she's she has so many overlapping, um, you know, boxes that she checks. There are people that are like the microscope. You know, just like how. Black people tend to be, or people in an out group tend to be over scrutinized. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen to her by three because she's already a woman. Which then she's black. Then right. she's now doing Asian as well. So, so I mean, people are like, okay, we're gonna see what these Asians, blacks, 
I mean, women can do. They got the protect the Asian bill passed pretty quick. <laughs> but, yeah. okay. but, but your sweater, uh, we didn't see nothing for them. Bruh, well, okay, so. <laughs> I, I, okay, there actually so. was a couple pieces of legislation that I saw that are not notable. Like, nobody's going to know about them, but they're attempting to make strides. Like, attempting? Yeah, like, the federal mm-hmm. government is not allowed to, like, they had to divest from so many, like, uh, federal, using uh, private prisons, certain mm-hmm. private prisons, and, like, they had to stop using private pr- prisons that, you know, contribute to the pipeline of black, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So there was, like, a lot of little things like that. That people talk about, but they those things don't. They're not sexy. No, they're not. But here's the thing: Kamala came to us, presented to us on a silver platter as an agent of of change. Mm-hmm. She 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 stepped down there and was at Howard and her and her pink and green. She, she remembered her steps. Right, she remembered them. She she she's all of a sudden she remembered African American vernacular. Uh, like, I I think I think there was a way that she was presented to us to get them votes in Georgia. Right. Yeah. Uh You know, in, 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 in Michigan, places where there was in, in Philly, right. They, they dispatched her. Yeah. Right. To, to, to go get votes. And part of me feels like she shouldn't know. She shouldn't accept it. Part of me feels like, because because you you, you fade into this obscurity right where you're in the back burner her whole staff is uh getting a peep like they're they didn't even last a year yeah she's having a lot of turnovers she's having a lot of turnovers right yeah. that you know Very and t- it's trumpish <laughs> but i mean she she has had turnover in her staff for her entire career so yeah, it's not yeah, necessarily yeah. apparently she's a hard person to work new. with mm. so is that why Biden is like exiled her and <laughs> her I folks? mean, I'm not sure. I, but I do, I do want to, I do want to understand. You know, I, I get the promises that were made. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just don't know what people expected. She could have been Secretary of State. She should have been something else, something that something had that, a little more visibility, a little more use, a little more kind of getting her. Because here's the other problem. I think we thought that this was like. The springboard to uh, twenty four, yeah, yeah. Or and this, yeah. I run. think that was the plan. I mean, this but is it's not, not the way that it's, but, it's, but it's, not. it's still it's, not, it's still time. There's still time, but yeah, this doesn't. It's not looking she good right have, now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I think that that was the plan. You know, at the right. time that she was, she had the nod. She was getting the nods, and she was doing the you know debates and whatnot. You know, people were looking at her as like the future of the Democratic Party. Like uh-huh. these are the type of people, her, you know, Stacey Abrams, like all these type of like high power women, this, this is the future of the Democratic Party. I just think that the issues that were given to her, she was not positioned well to act on them because mm-hmm. some of the things she was given was, Biden was like, go figure out why Guatemalans <laughs> Wait, and what? Freaking, yeah, we're co- coming to the, and Hondurans yeah, are coming right, to America. Right. And she's like, please stop coming without you know, going through the legal process. And everybody's like, you're a traitor. You don't care about immigrants. Bro, come on, blah, 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 blah. And I think, you what know. What kind we, of nonsense is that? Man? I think that unfortunately, like, especially being, like, there's just so much nuance there. And I feel that unfortunately for someone like her, you don't get the benefit of the doubt and you don't get. You know that interpretation. It, everything's overly oversimplified. Right. You know? Do you do you think because she was a, another African American? Do you think they she, they put like, almost like a Obama type of uh, expectation on her? Oh yeah, definitely. But well, she then, also I don't think people like her as much as they, they don't like, like her as much. No, as Obama, they don't. But right. you're but looking at somebody that has, looks like you. But she has the same, the same. There's the same 
level of expectation, especially because of how she ran her campaign. Right. Yeah. And, you know, connecting with those communities specifically, um, you know, that was something that people are going to expect of her. That's what comes with the job. That's what comes with being first. Yeah. So being the first to do anything, there's certain expectations that come with that. And that's just what it is. Unfortunately, I never saw her as likable. And I think that is a huge component of uh, American politics. And, you know, even, even now, I mean, then I didn't see her as extremely likable. Women already face that kind of competence, likability trade-off right. where it's like either mm. you're competent or likable. Right. And yeah. It's hard to be both. Like Hillary. Yeah, it's hard right. to be both. Right. So I think that's also a part of... And the fact that, you know, you see her in these Senate hearings and she's like, you know, she's the one that's like coming <laughs> in with the questions and she, she was a prosecutor. So yeah. that's what she does. Right. Yeah. She does it well. But as a VP, like people don't want that person unless you're like talking to like Putin or like... So maybe a secretary of state role would have been better yeah, for her. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, I mean, I, obviously, you know, you're a heart, you know, you know, quote unquote, a heartbeat away from the presidency, and and, and the president is old, is old as hell. Um, so you know, maybe everybody takes the job, but I feel like the more that we've seen about this job, this vice presidency, don't do it. If you ever want to be president, do something else. Unless you know you're Joe I mean? Biden coming after Donald Trump. Yeah, even yeah. even Joe Biden being the choice of the Democrats to me, like the I, I think the long and the short of everything that I've been saying is he is exactly what I expected him to be. Just yeah. a placeholder. Yeah, somebody like, who doesn't ruffle any feathers, who's yeah. not like turning up over tables. Like you know, we have the Supreme Court running ramp, ramp, rampant right now, just like changing how America looks. Right. And mm-hmm. I haven't heard Biden say, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do about this." Yeah situation right even something radical right he's not radical enough and the moment demanded somebody who was going to be like hey you know what this system sucks and i don't even think he had to be radical you just need to just say something yeah yeah you don't have to be radical to say something stuff it's just not he has nothing to lose yeah he's playing like he playing he's playing not to lose yeah but he has nothing to lose bro just put all your chips on the fucking table you're 77 like bro you you probably not gonna be here in 2024 (laughs) Like it don't matter. Like Give that put man your some, no, put your nuts on the table, man. Put <laughs> <laughs> your nuts on the table, man. You feel exercising. Man. You know, honestly, I just don't know. I mean, I think to your point, what did we expect? Not much, mm-hmm. and it's very much in line with what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think there was just enough that happened. I think again, in the first hundred days or whatever, he was doing good. He was doing well. Yeah, he was doing well. It was all right. But I think you know, certain things happened that just. I mean, there was a riot. Yeah, anything. Yeah, before, right before. Yeah, it's like there are so many things that could happen, and that would have shaken probably any administration, Mm -hmm. but especially one where the characters at the forefront are not very strong personalities. They're not charismatic enough. They don't really command the sort of attention that the that our presidents typically command. I mean, it's just like. I mean, we were just we were just so eager to get the other guy out that yeah. we didn't really care. So, but there was nobody suitable to choose. like who was Elizabeth I mean, Warren. I still that would have won. Yeah, there was yeah, nobody. Yeah, he would he would have won. I, I, feel, won. I feel like yeah yeah she would have won. She she, <laughs> she she's not Pocahontas. She's not gonna <laughs> win a U.S. presidency in her lifetime. Neither was, you don't, and neither was uh, our guy uh, Bernie. Yeah, he was. He wasn't going to win. Bernie's not even my guy. Please, he's, not, he's more. Is he not more your guy than Biden? 
He ha- by just I by mean, his. I don't know. I feel I'm very cynical towards politics right now. I just don't even know. I know. I haven't really pay, I, be truthful. I, after we did that uh, election episode, I, stopped, I, like, I, I turned it off. off. Yeah. I'm like, it's like we won. We did it, Joe. What over. do we do? <laughs> 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 yeah, man. I don't know. It's just, and it's there's so much happening. So it's a bad time to be turned off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, because there's so many things that are under attack. I mean, reproductive rights are heavily under oh attack. Goodness. You know, so especially as a Texan, there's there's a lot there. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I'm just like, bro, I just feel exhausted. I have a level of exhaustion yeah. from the Trump administration into the pandemic, yeah. into now the now we got the Omarion variant, Omicron. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of and and you don't have the capacity to care about everything. Yeah, in yeah. the way that to be tuned in in the way that you want, you need to be in everything. Yeah. And so it's been difficult for me to navigate. Like, I mean, how do I stay abreast of everything that's happening and like what is my part in it? Because like I just don't. I don't Care. I just want to be alive. There's nothing sexy enough for you to care. Yeah, That's I why. Just, I just, okay, I just, so so let me ask y'all this question then, uh, in light of that, because I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, right? Um, there's like this overwhelming kind of vibe in there. Like every day you're like looking at problems, you're just like, shit, bro, we're never getting out of yeah, this. It <laughs> yeah, it just feels. <laughs> yeah. No. My so, adult life has been marked by turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> bro, every, at every stage, bro, from, from the moment them towers hit, them, them planes at them towers. It's just been shit after shit after yeah. shit. Uh, and yeah. Bro, as soon as we graduated college, we were in a recession. Yeah. Couldn't nobody get no job. I didn't have no job when I graduated. Bro, it was tough, you know? And then we get hit with fucking, with, with Trump right in the middle. Like, once things start getting good, then yeah. this guy comes over. And then wow, now we have this, like, complete... Uh, uprising of the doormat racism in America. <laughs> like, people are really racist. <laughs> like, Duh. I knew that. I, mean, I knew that, but damn. Bruh. Every day. Bruh. People are really racist out Bruh. here to their own detriment. Yeah. People losing care. their jobs. They don't care. To their own detriment. They like, care after they lose it. That's when the tears come out. Like, yeah, it's wild, man. So, I mean, I just... So how have, y'all, how have you guys been spending energy then in the last year? Please, like, I've not been doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Bike, bike riding, man. You know, um, you know, just also, you know, during the pandemic, we finally uh, did the ceremony to our wedding. Okay, yeah, there was, it is. That was a fun wedding. Because yeah, right, right after, what was it? No, because when we started recording, I, we did the courthouse. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you know, we did the... Wedding was the, the, uh, the, life-altering for, for everyone in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, there was a lot of... <laughs> it's true. Maybe, maybe we'll touch on that. Uh, you know, you're welcome. Uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, there was a lot of energy put into that. Um, a lot of money spent. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun, yeah, man. Yeah, it was fun. It you was, guys was, had a nice, classy wedding. It wasn't too many people. Yeah, very yeah. It was a intimate. big, big hall. Yeah, you could have had more. Well, four hundred people is not intimate. It what is are you talking about? Yeah, four hundred. Bro, I kept looking. I kept looking around in that wedding. I was like, how does how do these people know so many fucking people, bro? Like, bro, this could have been way more people in there. I was like, goodness gracious. I've been waiting to have a thousand people at. What are y'all doing, man? Because it's people want to, like, you know, we want to flex. Yeah, people want to celebrate. People want to eat for free. People yeah, yeah. Okay. Eat fair, for free. People want to drink for free. Yeah, yeah. and those, there was a lot. Those. There was a lot of all of that at at Jean's wedding. Yeah, yeah. and was, there are no better I, vibes 
than a, than a wedding. No, yeah. that's fair. The that's alcohol fair. never stopped flowing. Right, never stopped it's, flowing. That's the one thing. And I don't even drink. And that was the one thing I was thinking about. I was like, hope all these people that are freeloading right now don't drink all my shit. Up. Nah, right. But, they, but there was a note. It was like, Jesus came in and put another right, turn, right turn, right turn right some water the bread, in the water. Right off the best. <laughs> nah, it, was a, it was a, it was a great wedding, man. It was, yeah. it was good to get to see y'all and celebrate y'all and everything, man. Yeah. That was, that was a lot it was of fun. very touching. Lot of fun. I yeah. cried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she did cry. You did cry. I cried a bro, lot. You cried the... a lot, but bro, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she, I was at the table with her, yeah. bro. She was over here just like shedding tears randomly. Yeah. It's like, I was, I was, I oh, was genies wo- woke I was, up. I was <laughs> weeping at the table, actually. And I, then I had to, I, then I went into a catatonic state afterwards, so. I didn't dance much. Yeah, I know you didn't. No, you didn't, except for when your uh, people's music came on. Then. Yeah. That's then I had to come up. support my girl, Nika. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, you know, we spent energy on that. Um, the, the bike the bike club that she started out her, um, helping her with. So yeah. uh, good to, you know. Be exercising, moving your muscles as you get older. Hey, man, I, I rode the bike to the recording studio yeah. today, man, all because of them, man. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on? Uh, you know, this housing market, we talked about uh, inflation. Finding houses is tough, huh? Yeah, we yeah we had to put, put a little pause on that. Bro, every December I look, I'm just like, man, I should buy a house. Yeah, I should have bought a house Bruh, like three years ago. Yeah, man. it's ridiculous. Well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. <laughs> yeah. so, but I mean, I think with the housing market thing, I think like a year from now, that should it can't go on indefinitely that way. It'll cal- it'll cool. That's down. what you think, man. That, no, it'll cool down. Because this is almost like, this is like eight years in a row. Yes, and you gotta think about it. Like you got not, not in the way that the market is operating. True, right but this might be like you're looking at houses now, like the houses that the three bedroom, two bath, fifteen hundred square feet that would have been like maybe two thousand uh, two hundred. Now that's what three 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 ten. Yeah, that might be the new floor, and us waiting a year. That shit might go up another thirty, forty thousand for all we know. But at least you wouldn't have to waive appraisal, and then put all that extra cash. Bruh, yeah, that's the other thing. So while we were, while we were, while we were, while we were looking, I mean, I'm, I'm how many offers we put in an offer a week for like a month and a half and kept losing. And these were offers with, with like, waiving appraisal. I know one point, I think one of the houses we waved the inspection and that's like, and people were just like moving. No, no yeah, yeah, and you would lose it to a full cash offer. Like, yeah, yeah we got full cash. A full like, cash offer over that, asking. That would be like 100K over asking. Yes. Like something crazy, like 20 or 30% yeah. over asking. Bro, I'm like, bro, I wouldn't. Who, who is, is affording from out of state? Who? Uh, so you got, so I was reading up. So you got, you and got investors. Pe- you got investors, like you got Wall Street, uh, People in New York, they're buying like those. Those are one of the main players right now. They're buying up all these houses because they're looking to make money elsewhere that right. they lost uh, during COVID. You got people from California that just got extra cash laying around somehow. Uh, the remote work, you got yeah. all these yeah. high paid workers that are migrating to cheaper yeah. cities, inflating, right. and inflating the yeah. market. Yeah, yeah. man. It's I mean, and houses are moving fast. I mean, I was looking yeah. as well, and I mean, I was looking at buying out in Austin. And you know, it's people, worse than here. It, yeah, it's worse than here. Buying out in Austin, I mean, same thing, waiving inspection, waving a appraisal. Uh, you know, we're talking and, about 30, 40 percent yeah. over above asking cash. And just the fact that people are waving appraisal and that's like almost the new norm is <laughs> yeah. wild. And then it's like <laughs> people are doing all of that, and then we're we're all sitting here like it, 
but I. I, I live here. I, I know that it's, yeah. it's not worth yeah. it. <laughs> no, it's not worth yeah. it. It's not yeah. worth this price. I know it's not worth that much, but it's worth whatever people are willing to pay. That's right. Yep. And so we have all these people in Austin specifically because Austin is a tech city. And yep. um, now, you know, you got freaking Tesla moved out there, moving yep. out there. Uh, Oracle moved its HQ yep. to, to Austin. So it's like you got these companies that are coming out and then all their employees, they're bringing new jobs, which is nice and good. But then it's like you have all these people that are like, um, Austin looks good. You know, I can still get. I mean, I know it's Texas. That's horrible. <laughs> I hate Texas. Like, boo, Republican. Ugh. But, like, Austin is, like, it's, like, California. It's a place, yeah. right. Yeah. And it's, it's really not, but. Yeah. Know. So, it's, it's, it's. It's depressing, it's man. Depressing. Yeah, and now like all the apartment rentals around here in Dallas Bro, have just gone up. Oh my tremendously. gosh! So we're so we're moving out of the apartments I'm in now, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going up three hundred dollars, huh?" I've been there for five years, and total, my my rent hasn't gone up over a hundred dollars. Yeah, but just they're raising it three hundred this 300, time. Three hundred, but yeah. we're out of there, so it don't matter. That's yeah. nuts, man. Even the place I lived in Austin, my first when I first moved there, first year I lived there. I paid seventeen hundred. If you go on the website, those places are twenty five. <laughs> I, like, I, and you can't do nothing about it. You can't it. do because somebody is it's going gonna to pay. Yeah. They don't care. I just, I, 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 that's the part that I actually don't understand is the rental market, man. Because like I look around, I'm just like, you know, like the, I feel like my debt to income ratio is pretty good in, in, during the month, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't understand how somebody can afford to pay that for eight hundred square saying. feet. Like I don't, and like who, how much are you getting paid? People, yeah. Some, <laughs> of these, yeah some, of people, some of these people, they, I know, I know how, I know how around the range of how much you make because mm-hmm. we have a similar t- like some people I work with right mm-hmm. it's like you know bias aside and like the fact that I'm a woman making less and black making less aside I kind of know the ballpark of what you make when you're taking home a month you're overpaying for rent mm-hmm. but you know again a lot of people will pay more to get the city experience where you're really close to stuff you can hey. walk to everything because that's how it was where yeah. you can yeah. walk to bars you can walk to restaurants you yeah. can walk to the grocery store so people are going to pay for yeah, that you get the city experience yeah, yeah they yeah. don't have a welcome car. to dallas they <laughs> don't have a car they don't need to have a car right yeah because they're not commuting to work every day yeah you know so i mean i see how people could do it i wouldn't I feel like it just doesn't agree with my religion, <laughs> nah. my internal constitution to yeah. pay that much for rent. Yeah. But yeah, we know, were, I moved back home. That's something. Yeah, <laughs> so we we were having this discussion. Our goal, our goal was to buy the the fire house and just like live in a couple of years, use that as a rental, and go get the house we want. Yeah. Now you're just like fuck. Like yeah. I can't even. I'm not sure if we can do that. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, not not in certain markets. You can't, yeah. Sure. So you know, you, we, can, you can leave DFW. Like go like the fucking Melissa. Melissa? <laughs> Bro, you drove past Melissa going to Tulsa for Thanksgiving. No, like that's a that's a smooth hour drive. That's nuts, Just man. To come like to come in the Dallas vicinity. Yeah. No, there's there's space, but no, bro, like. I can't do I can't do it, man. Yeah. I need to be I need to be around something. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not gonna be around black people if you're out there. You're gonna yeah. be around the ones that they're making money and yeah. they work from home. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's tough. I mean, yeah. So, like I said, for me, what I've been up to, I moved back home to Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay, I live at my mama's house, mm-hmm. rent free. Yeah. Uh, the the counts are looking beautiful. That's yeah. <laughs> all I got to say. When in doubt, <laughs> move back home. Move back. <laughs> but I, you I, didn't I, spray properly since you. Been- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, about, I, I'm messing I with you. I'm messing with you. I know what I sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I moved back home. I was reluctant at first. Yeah. You know, I moved back home. My parents uh, lost a parent. My dad passed during this year during COVID, which is crazy. Mm. Um, 
But you know, it, it's been a it's been a tumultuous time for me. Uh, a lot has changed. I'm in a relationship now. Hmm. <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Not gonna talk about the relationship as much. I just want you ladies to know that. Um, Weddings is the place to be. <laughs> Weddings is the place to be, for real. And I went to Jean's wedding with a mission, uh, not necessarily for this person. <laughs> but Gene told me, he assured me there would be eligible bachelors there. So I and was, he did not lie. And he did not lie. He did deliver. Look at, look at Gene being humble, man. He did deliver. Um, and so, you know, I, I do be in Dallas visiting. But, mm. uh, you know. That's what's up. Mm. That's awesome. Living at home, I'm fully remote now. Yeah. Never, mm-hmm. never going back to the office. Like, um, Never. Yeah, Never. must be nice. I, we, t- I went remote, so they gave us options, current employees options, yeah. and I decided to go remote. Uh, you have to do it for at least a year, and then if, and then you can always come back to the office. But I decided to be remote, be remote, and just give it a go and see. So I'm, I have a very flexible work lifestyle. lifestyle yeah. yeah, remote is a beautiful thing, and yeah, I mean we're pretty much remote. They bought a new building, uh, like across the street to put us in but it's almost a hoteling type of situation they right, don't have right. enough space for everybody right. so they want us to be there like once a week yeah sometime starting january which is to do what? fucking bullshit but what? i mean i actually you know we are thinking about doing hoteling they're trying to pilot test hoteling and i love the idea of hoteling because for us where we have offices everywhere yeah. in the world i love the idea of like oh I'm going to go live in another state for like a couple of weeks. Not enough to, you know, Odem, Texas. Right, you know right, 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 but, right, right. And then I can pop into the office because I mean, I feel that working remote is a little bit challenging. I recently redid some space in my house, so I have dedicated space. But mm-hmm. um, it's kind of challenging because if you don't have a routine, when I used to work in the office, I woke up, took a shower, mm-hmm. you know, got ready for work, went. Now it's like I be rolling out of bed. Yeah, that's a new routine. <laughs> it's like I'm all scraggly. I'm like, all right, this meeting got canceled. I'm going back to my bed. Then I don't be doing shit. You don't do. You don't accomplish nothing. Yeah. So I like going into the office every once in a while just to kind of be in that work work mode too. Can we can we circle back to the the death that you experienced a little sure, bit? Sure. Sure. Um, I remember when you told us about when it when it happened. Um, how have like you and your like siblings been able to, I guess, handle that void? I mean, it's really difficult for me, and I'm still navigating it. I think something that has start was really resonant, and is starting to resonate with me more is this idea that like grief is not it's not necessarily like a process. It's just like a part of your life forever. Yeah, you know, once you lose someone close to you or a parent or whatever, um, it's just, that's just the life that you have. And my dad passed two days after my birthday. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. you know, for me, my birthday will forever be associated with yeah. like losing my father and everything like that. Right. And I'm still trying to figure out like what that means right. yeah. for me. Um, and I think for my mom, my parents had a very close relationship, yeah. you know, they were best friends and everything like that. So for my siblings, it's been, it was difficult to kind of figure out like knowing that we can't be that to my mom. Right. And we shouldn't try to. And I think, you know, being Nigerian and being in the Nigerian community, people are very insensitive and very crazy and yeah. very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. remember one uncle lecturing me about how, you know, you have to be like your mom's husband. Now, anything she said, just <laughs> sit down, just stay home. just. And I'm like, you're like emotionally manipulating me. Right. Like, yeah. to now, like, oh, whatever my mom says, like, I, I can't right. exist as a functional independent human being now that my dad's gone I have to just like be there and I think there was a lot of pressure on me initially that I felt not that my siblings put on me 
but that I felt because I lived at home. Yeah. And I was the only one at home. And it was just me and my parents. And then when my dad passed, it was just me and my mom. And so I had, for several weeks, felt like suffocated. Yeah. Like, I need to get out of here. Right. Because everybody kind of got the opportunity, like, they came into town. Everybody was around for about two, three weeks. And they got the And then everybody got to go home yeah. to their space and yeah. kind of like but you're still there deal with their it. feelings and everything. But I was still there. So eventually I had, you know, talked to my therapist. She was like, you just need to go. And I had to work with my siblings to say like, okay, this is do or die. I'm not doing well emotionally, mentally. Like I need to get out of Houston. I need to get out of the house. And yeah. I need like two weeks to just like leave and try to like piece myself back together. So then I had, you know, them come down mm-hmm. and they kind of traded off weeks yeah. and time so that I could do that. And then I did that and I came back and I felt a lot better and a lot stronger to take on, you know, being at home every day. And my dad's stuff is still yeah. Yeah. in the house and like, you know, there. So it's like when you walk into the room, it's like shit, yeah. you know, like yeah. he used to be right there. He used to sit right there, you yeah. know, and it's yeah. like even my dog, like he'd be looking for my, he would like when we first happened he'd be looking for my dad and like his routine had a certain way and so even that was like crazy just to see my dog right. he'd be like right. you know what's going on yeah, where, where, where's, where's he at where's this man yeah. yeah so yeah it was a wild time because i remember when we were texting it was on your birthday and you're just like hey i'm at the hospital just randomly and then like a couple of days later just like yeah it's yeah it it's happened so quick. fast and when I, I remember when me and nikkei were talking about it she was just like we just need to pray because I've seen this so many times when she was working COVID. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it turns quick. It turns quick. quick. It is so traumatic. I think quick. losing a parent, especially, or losing someone in a way that's unexpected is traumatic. But specifically in COVID as well, that's a whole nother layer of, because Can't you be in cannot a, be in the room. Be in the room. Yeah. You cannot, nope. like for my dad, we looked at him through a window, through, so the door, the room had a window, but then inside the room, he was in encased inside of like a mm-hmm. pl- inside of sheets yeah. Yeah. and it had one plastic see-through area that you could yeah. see. so like you're looking through a window through a window yeah. <laughs> um and so at the point where they were going to intubate my dad because they had to um they do the whole thing where they have the zoom and you can like kind of talk and stuff mm-hmm. and i think that you know probably one of the most traumatic parts about that is Nobody actually believe, you know, me and my family, we're Christians. We believe in power of prayer and healing and all that kind of stuff. Nobody actually, like, thought that that was the last time they were going to talk to my dad. If you know or if you have a sense that, like, I may never speak to this person, the way that you would speak and maybe what you would say, completely different. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's hard that I have to, like, I try not to think about too much, but it's, like, that's the thing that everybody has to live with is, like, this feeling of, like, that was my last moment and did I say like enough or did I say what I wanted to say? And even for me, I got the rare opportunity to like actually be in physical contact with my dad when they were transferring him to uh, the heart surgeon. Uh, They were like, the nurses let me ride in the elevator. And so I got to actually be around my dad and I did not know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I was like, can I touch him? They were like, yeah, I touch him. I touched him. And I was just like, I just put my hand on him and stuff. But again, I just dealt with massive guilt for weeks after because I was just like, why didn't I say anything? Or why didn't I pray? Or why didn't I, you know, but you just, you just never know what you're going to do. And you just, I'm trying not to like beat myself up about that. But Yeah. yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty rough, you know? And I think people having to experience 
losing a loved one like that is just so shitty. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. so horrible. Yeah. Um, big I'm, up to the nurses and stuff because nurses are the heroes for real. Because yeah. that was really the only people that made... I dealt with some horrible, horrible doctors at the hospital. Doctors are shitty Ho- people. Horrible, man. horrible doctors. There was nice ones, but them night shift doctors, whoo! No, they don't have patience. They just no want to get patient. in. They get in and get out because they, they don't, don't want to be. Yeah, there. they don't want to be there. But the nurses are the ones that were like, yeah, making everything. Like even us being able to break the rules at the hospital for all of us to be up, be able to come up and like even be at the door. Yeah, and stuff. And my mom was able to put. They were able to put a, a phone in there, and she called it, and so they they answered it on speaker, so she could talk to my dad, mm-hmm. even though that my dad wasn't responsive yeah. At, yeah. by that time, but. It, her being able to do that and everything like that, like that was because the nurses were like taking responsibility for that. So it was just like, yeah, awesome that entire team. But yeah, it's tough, man. Like you know, he just may his his soul rest in power. You know, still praying for you and your family. Yeah, like it's just it's crazy. I never lost anybody that close to me that like ever. Yeah. So I don't now, know. Now this was. I, I lost cousins before, but I feel like at the no. time I was somewhat detached from yeah. them. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, losing someone that you see every day, yeah. it's tough. I mean, it's tough. And yeah. then, and I think even my siblings were sitting around the table one day, like during the time where people were still visiting. And that was a whole thing, too, because mm. we had to leave our house. We went to an Airbnb yeah. to get away from visitors because yeah. it just was not helpful. A lot of the visitors, visitors were just not. Nigerians don't have sense. <laughs> they man. just some of the things that people were saying. I was yeah. just like, well, I was yeah. gonna cuss people. I was gonna fight. So yeah. I said, I we gotta get you. up out of here. Yeah. But we were thinking, we we're like, man, this is just so crazy because we just feel like nothing bad happens to our family. Like stuff happens and you right. deal with it. But like we're a close knit family. Like yeah, we deal with things as they arise. We always rally around each other to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And so that was it. And then you know, just the guilt because. When you're an adult and then you have your parents as they age, they become like your kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's they it's do. funny how it reverses. Yeah, it does. And then sometimes, you know, you can be detached from that or kind of like disassociate yourself from like your parents and think like, oh, this fine. Like they got it, you know, and not really fully engaged. And I feel like that was me. Like yeah. I wasn't fully engaged with what was going on because in retrospect, had I known the extent of the issues that my dad was having and his health, before he even got COVID, I mean, there's just so many things that would have happened different and right, differently. Right. And it's the knowing that, which I think is also difficult, that I just have to like, I've just made come to terms with it and just it is what it is, of knowing that my dad was sick, so he was on a certain path, but he didn't have to die of COVID right. yeah. because he didn't have to get COVID. Right. Yeah. Because he didn't have to go to a church convention. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's just one of those things that it's just, that will just always be there. Yeah. Because it was preventable and it's just in some ways. And it's comforting for some people, I think, to be like, this is just like the will of God, but not for me because I know that there was human error. Yeah. Because I remember remember in our group chat, I remember you talked about them going to some, you you were were laughing about it. You're like, yeah, they just went to some super spreader event. Yeah. That's what you call it. And then- yeah, and then like you know. three days later, you're just like, oh yeah, and by the way, I'm at the hospital. Yeah, it, yeah. it just turned so quickly, so and quickly. I just think yeah. there was just so much going on at the time, and I was supposed to be going out of the country, and they gave me COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, and for, you, for the um, birthday. Yeah, and then I couldn't go. So it's just like you know, there's things that were definitely avoidable, and it's just that's the hardest part. Yeah, I think to deal with is just that there's things that you could have done, and then you didn't. And <laughs> 
Well, we're still uh, we're still here for you. Feels like anything that you say after that is so like small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I but yeah, no, still yeah. praying for you. Still love you, man. See, but what's what's going on with you? Some changes on your end of the street, no, man. Like, uh, you know, um, <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's a, a lot of the same stuff, right? Like, um, you know, I've, I've been kind of just swallowing myself up at work, right? Um, just uh, trying to figure out my place and fighting the. This is another top for another conversation, but um, like the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the like the more I progress in my career, the more I'm uh, kind of aware of myself, mm-hmm. and the more I'm like more cognizant about how kind of my the people in my job view me in mm-hmm. a way that I don't really have that trait anywhere else in life right like i never actually have ever really cared about what people think or about you know it's like yo is the money good is you know is everything all right is my you know my my work-life balance fine cool then i move on but now like i'm more and more like thinking about my future and (laughs) (laughs) like you know like you know am, am i am i happy here am i valued just like stuff that i never like do I belong here yeah, right yeah, and same. so and so now every time somebody says something good I'm like oh yeah you know at some point they gonna realize I ain't doing shit bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's real that is real yeah so I've been I've been kind of dealing with that and kind of trying to navigate that and yeah people expect conversations to go one way and then like they see this face like you know like like performance reviews and all that mm-hmm. stuff and and it's like not elation or happiness on my end it's more like ah shit now i gotta go out there and prove prove <laughs> prove it a whole you know a whole nother year yeah. so so that's been part of it um you know obviously went to you know gene's wedding and that was a lot of fun um you know you you know you uh you really get to connect with people um and you kind of get to you know, uh, see see who you are as well. <laughs> <laughs> but like the more people, the more new people that you meet, I think that's that's what I will say. The the more new people that you meet, uh, the more you kind of grapple and deal with uh, yourself, and you are more aware of kind of just like some of the bullshit behavior that you have <laughs> that you have, you have done all your life uh, right uh, that yeah. that ev- everybody else has kind of you know tolerated or learned to accept yeah. um there there does you know come a point where like you you you'll meet people you meet you know someone or you know individuals or whatever who are just like oh yeah this is childish behavior <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep living your life like that right so um, so yeah, so I think, I think that's probably, uh, what I'll say is that, um, I, I'm, I'm growing up, <laughs> I'm trying to be a better, uh, communicator. Okay. Um, let me take that back. I'm, I'm still a terrible communicator, but, uh, to the people that I communicate with, I'm trying to be a better communicator. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's vague or specific. <laughs> I think it's the perfect mix. Um, if you know, you know. I, mean, I think uh, that's true. Those yeah. who are perceptive enough 
can understand the undercurrent of this conversation. <laughs> There's no undercurrent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, DMs are going to be in shambles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing. So who are these individuals yeah. that you connecting with <laughs> know, right? that have caused you and co- to recognize your child's behavior that I've been dealing with for 10 years? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> In that voice, <laughs> that voice too. <laughs> I've been dealing with this for ten years, Siva. Ten years. Damn. Shambles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just uh, renewed my registration that expired in 2019, and I had to go into the tax office, the yeah. county tax office. Did you have to pay it? Uh, I didn't because I never got a ticket, so I did not have to pay. Okay, so I need to go go ahead and do pay that. Pay that ticket? I don't have a ticket. Okay. So, praise God. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was dicey there for a minute. Okay, so you just had to pay just for the year? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me go ahead and do that over Christmas break. Yeah, do that. Um, My mom was nagging me about it, so I finally You have just, to vote. <laughs> I going. finally just decided. This is a car registration. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right, because yeah. you were writing dirty for what, yeah. a couple Yeah, you said Over a year, yeah, because it yeah. expired. I'm still, I'm oh, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. still writing dirty right you're now. You're writing dirty because you don't get no, no driver's license. Hold on, bro. You going to put me on blast right here for <laughs> all these people? You've already done it. you already done it. I'll just repeat it. Yeah, I can't talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the police are listening. Right? <laughs> the feds are watching. All right, man. So uh, I don't know how much time we have left. Uh, what do we have to look forward to? Like, like, what's what are we going to do? What's kind of our structure here? What are we? What are we, are we talking about here? the podcast? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the yeah, podcast. The podcast. Uh, well, season two is on the way. Yeah. Um, I think season two first episode drops or should be dropping around the last week of January. Second okay. to last week of January, so um, you guys will get it, be getting our hot takes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every week. Uh, for I think we decided how many weeks we doing six what sixteen? I think we're doing sixteen weeks, so we're gonna have a more consistent schedule for you guys, so yeah. you don't have to keep nagging asking and asking when's the next when's episode the next dropping episode or when the next season is. We have a str- we have a strategy now. Yeah, but yeah, you know we uh we we coming back the end of uh, January dropping some fresh new episodes for y'all. You know we're gonna be talking about all types of things. You know like what's going on in, in our in our world of politics. Um, you know we're gonna even touch on the at by then the ending of uh, Insecure. Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about relationships. I know y'all like those. Yeah, we're gonna have <laughs> some shockers there. I think. <laughs> Some things have changed. You're gonna shock us. Some things have changed. But yeah, you know, uh, you know, in, in any topics, you know, we might hear from people that want to hear us talk about. We can also drop those in there in between, also. So you know, man, uh, I, I mean, I do think we're gonna, you know, the the personal finance uh, kind of episode. Yeah. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be dope. We will talk about um, investment, money, and relationships. I think that's a oh, topic. Yeah, that's that's yeah, 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 yeah. Episode yeah. by itself. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so and we're have some some sex episodes or episode. <laughs> Who is having sex? I mean, not me. Y'all be safe, but <laughs> obviously, some of y'all are for this abortion conversation to be front and center. Some of y'all are out here having the sex. <laughs> yeah, so this would be a fun year, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad that the ba- the band is back together. Yeah, man, it's a long time coming. Uh, I know we. As you can see, there's a lot of things that were happening within the last year, and uh, you know, we finally put our heads together. Like, hey, let's go ahead and get go back on the, get back yeah. on this, man. Yeah. So, yeah, um, like I said, we will be creating um, 
some type of uh, way for you to give us monetary feedback, if you would like. <laughs> um, it's not so like she you can have, pay for her meals. It's yeah. not like you have to. It's not like you have to, but if you feel so touched, you know, we give you, bring you these laughs week after week. Uh, feel free to, because, you know, I can use it for my nails. Okay, here it is. So. They do look uh, pretty fresh right now. You know, I know. yeah, I try to keep it fresh. Yeah. Every time she comes to Dallas, the nail hey, set is hey, on okay. point. It has nothing yeah. to do with Dallas. This is my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any, you'll never catch me okay. sleeping in the streets, okay? <laughs> okay, Jotty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I'm glad. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed this. You know, just you know, catching up episode where right. where we been episode. Yeah. Uh, get ready for us coming uh, in the new year to uh, drop some new heat for y'all. Uh, you know, anybody got anything else to? Merry Christmas, Happy, Happy New, new Year. year. Yeah. Uh, uh, get, get your vaccine, get your booster. booster. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> you don't uh, make any resolutions. You know, you can't keep. So let's be real with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> if you know you're not going to be in the gym don't put it down on your list <laughs> you just take it on space <laughs> <laughs> and you're wasting your money <laughs> yeah and uh, please you guys don't hesitate to hit us online and just uh, enjoy your feedback uh, where, you can, know, where can they find us you can find us at woke from underscore home on twitter I mean on instagram uh, at woke from home I don't know what our Twitter handle is. <laughs> you might want to get on. Person responsible for yeah. <laughs> doesn't know what the, twi- the no, Twitter. No, but seriously, and you'll find us at woke from underscore Homa at Facebook. So, uh, and then you can connect with uh, all of us personally. Um, I'm at C Bachuma, uh, all platforms. Uh, yeah, how do they spell that? At S I B A T S H U M A. So just you know, slide into the DMs. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we could do better. All that stuff, man. We really appreciate the feedback. Yeah, we are at work woke from home on Twitter. Um, I'm not. I'm on Twitter, but it's a shadow account, so don't try to follow me. Um, <laughs> but on Instagram, you can follow me at point t o y i n n. Um, I also do not really post on there, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and then you can find me Eugene at uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at s o o o m a n y w h o. So many you. Um, thank you for listening to us on our, uh, you know, coming back right. episode. The That's boys right. are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are back in town. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. All right we'll hear from y'all in January. <laughs> Until then, y'all be safe. Happy New Year. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Thanksgiving. You know, all that. <laughs> Merry <stuff>. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>